Welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast, episode 61.1. What a week. Six massive points for the Reds. What a turnaround after some real shitty form. No wins in like four games. Horrible results against West Sydney. Horrible result at home to Melbourne Victory. And now here we are. Three points at home against MacArthur. Three points away to Sydney FC. Tommy's on the other end of the line. Can you believe it? Nah, I'm in complete disbelief, man. What has happened? What have we just witnessed tonight? This is Tuesday. I'm so glad we prolonged the recording of the pod so that we can capture this moment, man. Adelaide time once again. Yeah, definitely. Um, We can probably help each other out a bit this week because I saw nothing of the game tonight. Uh, being that I was at training, and I think you were you were able to see most of it. Um, I, I, whereas I was at the game Friday against Macarthur, and you were not. So we can probably, uh, you know, we can help each other out there with a bit of analysis. But how about this we start it's, with it's some a team uh, effort, Sam? That's why. Yeah, it's a the night shift football team. We're the night shift football team. Um, we'll start with just a bit of a downer news, actually, if you don't mind. Yeah, we'll get the Dower stuff out the way, but Moture appears appears to have played his last game for the club. He has, yeah. Carl's tossing up whether or not he needs surgery after the absolute butcher challenge against the victory. It was. I can't believe it has not been stressed enough. You know, this is where if we had a proper football media in this in this state in this country, it would be all over the news. Motore, Adelaide's attacking young weapon a guy that is now destined to go to an unnamed French side in the summer. Um, yeah, we're probably not going to see him play again, which is, you know, it's really, it's really hard news because when the Tourettes broke onto the scene a couple of years ago, that was almost the heralding in of this new era of Adelaide yep. United philosophy. And these were the young guys we were going to build the team around initially and then proposition them and make sure that they go and play proper football overseas. Yeah, and I guess now it's happening, and it's it's kind of sad. Yeah, I could kind of deal with going down to one, but I can't deal with going down to none to raise. No Torres. I don't want to have none to raise. That's just not right. Um, especially when one of them didn't even go overseas; he just moved to another side another of the league. I kind of, I've said this before about like, you know, Bruce Kamau when he left Adelaide United the year we won the championship. Oh, yeah, it's like cool if you're. I'm all for anyone wanting to go overseas and play football. If you're moving to go to a different A-League club, you know, stick Check yourself. It, stick it up, yeah. I don't care. We're Adelaide. I don't have to like you. Get out. No, exactly. Fuck off. For all, <laughs> uh, we're not trying to swear then, bugger. I was trying not to, but that's okay. <laughs> no, that really does kind of, it really upsets me. And given, you know, we're going to wax lyrically getting about Craig Goodwin. This is the kind of player that you can be if you stay in your hometown and you further your progression here. Do it for yeah. as long as you can. Yeah. So, au revoir, Mo. Good luck overseas. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to sound bitter, actually. I'm really pleased that Mo's no, going no, overseas. I'm, yeah. I'm a little... Am I bitter about our tour? I don't think so. I think the club kind of were wanting to move him on, weren't they? So, not I think they were really... happy to move him on. Yeah, I'd, a bit of both. Did the request bit of both ways. Come, yeah, yeah. We I really could have used him this season. <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to the MacArthur game on the weekend, but <laughs> yeah. I, unreal that he was booed when he came on. Like that's that's really poor, don't you? Crazy. Think? I think so. We'll get to it, but yeah, just finishing on Moture. Uh, we've spoken about the 
the moment when he came on, when he scored that goal at Highmarsh. At 15 years uh, of age. Yeah, and I wasn't there for it. I was watching on my phone at work and oh. just ropeable that I wasn't there, but I just I can still picture it in my head and just unbelievable. I've described it. There's two breathless moments I've had for Adelaide United. The Bruce Kamau away goal at Melbourne Victory in the title winning season. And this one where Motore comes off the bench. And I yeah. just... I was so elated. It was just it felt right, and everything about that moment was brilliant. And yeah, yeah, uh, all the best. Come on, Mo, please hit your straps. Be you know a first division uh, league uh, footballer. That would be be a socceroo, so we don't have to watch Mitch Duke run around <laughs> or any of his offcuts. <laughs> Someone, please. All right, we'll get into the Macarthur game. So help me. One nil on a chilly. Friday night at Highmarsh Stadium or Cooper Stadium, whatever we're going with. Um, Highmarsh, traditional. I tell you what, the I went into this feeling like we could be battered. We got battered last time we played MacArthur away, I believe. Yeah, um, shocking game. And the way it started, it honestly looked like we were in for one. MacArthur all over us early on. We very slow to grow into the game. Um, Josh Cavallo, I made a point of it um, that he... He looked very exposed at left back very early on. This is a theme. And then I was just reading some stuff on social media tonight about about the the Sydney game, and it looks as though he's had a bit of another stinker at left back again, which I'm not happy about. Uh, I like the guy, and I think he's a good footballer. Just I'd, I'd rather see him moved into that midfield. Yeah, I mean, maybe a good idea is to transgress both games because if I tell you, Cavallo tonight was shocking. He really was, and... Um, he, he can't he can't really defend. And that's probably not his fault. It's not an aberration on his part because we are forcibly having to play either him or Kito at left back. Both of these players, not left fullback. So that's down to recruitment. That's down to maybe us offloading Noah Smith as well. There's more to it. Um, but he's, he's out of his depth at fullback and we don't get enough of him going forward personally to warrant him playing there. No. And you say you say maybe you want to play him in midfield, but unless he's going to take Zach Clough's place, I don't see a spot for him in there. Well, I think he could take Zach Clough's place. I don't know. <laughs> you know, we had a discussion with someone else Friday night about Zach Clough after the MacArthur game, and it was like, you know, he's not he's not bad, but he's not doing anything that we couldn't get from another local player. Know what I mean? Uh, to be using an import import spot on a guy that you know he's involved, he gets around, he does the basics, but it's you we you want something more. You want a bit of X factor from your imports, don't you? I mean, this is my notes on cloth tonight, and it, maybe it's harsh, but he's a genuine waste of space. His <laughs> forward his forward <laughs> press is disgusting. His positioning without the ball is childlike. Too often sucked into the space Hero, Izzy, or the wide men are occupying and hardly affects the two-on-one turnovers. He does nothing in an attacking sense. He doesn't score goals. He doesn't link the play. He doesn't play. He doesn't get in between the lines. He does nothing. He does nothing, Sam. And again, he trudged off at 65 minutes, looking dejected. And it's another nothing performance from this guy. He is nothing. He's nothing. I'm sorry. But you know he scored a banger that's on YouTube from about ten years ago. 
Yeah, he once did that. And I believe he's got bloodlines for people that understood football, but this is not a guy that he's, he's yeah, done. I'm done with him. Please, no more. No more Zachloff. None. Noted. Uh, I just want to go through a few things from the MacArthur game first, uh, get your thoughts. But you got your wish for Alex Popovich getting in and starting. He started alongside Isaias as the two centre-backs. Um, you're a fan? I'm a huge fan. And we'll relate it, back, uh, relate it back to tonight's game. He was brilliant again. I thought, oh, not brilliant, but you know what? He was very assured. He's confident. He is composed on the football. Uh, you know, he's he's not the tallest guy in the world, but he has an aerial presence. He has a strength and a little bit of mongrel about him as well. I thought, I messaged someone earlier in the night. Um, would Could you have believed that Popovich and Barr would be the approved central back partnership? for this side at the beginning of the season. And you just, you could never have believed that this would be it, but these guys look good together and I like him. I really like him. Yeah. Nice. Happy with that. Uh, The next point I had was about Lockie Brook. Obviously I didn't see the game tonight, but Friday night, I thought he was probably Adelaide's best until he came off. Um, Played a big part in the goal with Craig Goodwin and Ibasuki on the end of it, right on the stroke of halftime. He was brilliant in the MacArthur game. I thought that there was a 20-minute period from like 25 to 45 minutes. He was untouchable. You could not get anywhere near him. And he's showing... I think we said this maybe last week in the pod or off air. Um, He needs another season at Adelaide United. And he could be be the proper number one winger, like Rojas level, when people are talking about the good wingers in the A-League. Without a doubt, he was brilliant. Um, Tonight, he got... uh, Brooke got hooked at halftime. Not sure if there was a problem or if it was a pre-planned move given his fitness levels and the fact we played on Saturday or oh, Friday and now it's Tuesday. Uh, Bernardo came on at halftime and did not very much, to be honest with you. But neither did Brook in the first half. So, But his weekend performance was brilliant. Cool. Love that. My next point. Uh, oh, Joe Coletti. Oh, so we went, into, we went into... My man. We went into Friday night's game against MacArthur with one day as a six and Zach Clough and Joe Coletti next to him. Uh, It's a a shocking midfield. Tough viewing. Uh, What are you... I don't know if we've done Coletti last week or if uh, my memory escapes me, but uh, I just feel like I constantly want to be shouting about how much this guy can't play football. Yeah, he shouldn't be. Yeah, I can't knock his work rate. You know, I'm, no, I'm going to be real fine, this week. But he can't play football. Work rate is fine. He shouldn't be a footballer for Adelaide United. That, when you no. look at that, one day Coletti, Cloth, that is a really poor midfield three. You'll be pleased to know he didn't see a minute of football tonight. And Brilliant. I think next season, you have to give Johnny Yule a proper go, and that'll be at the expense of Coletti. Yeah, fair. Uh, my next point was... <laughs> so... The substitutions, we can probably cover all these in one go, but the substitutions Friday night, uh, I don't want to go too harsh on him. Constantopoulos came on for cloth and he looked like a guy who hadn't, hasn't kicked a football for about 10 years. Um, the other one was Yaya Dekuli, who I think I've mentioned before. I'm very surprised we kept him. If it was, you know, if it was a head-to-head choice between him or Pacific, I would have taken Pacific every day. Um, not overly keen on either of them, but Definitely not Yaya Dekuli. And the other one is 
again, don't want to go too harsh on a guy that's barely had any A-League minutes, but Asad Kasumovic, uh, just, shall we say, lacking in any sort of composure on the football field right now. Any, any maturity or kind of footballing sense. Uh, the AK-47 himself, he looks to have raw potential, and that is that is it. I'd look, I don't mind bringing him on in these situations. Ne- neither do I. Up. Yeah. Um, there, but, there, you know, there was a really glaring opportunity at the end of the game where Yaya Dukuli, for all of his directness and his pace and his speed, should have been played in by Assad, and he just he just refused to do it. He just hit this speculative long shot from 40 yards out. And yeah, he, yeah he's got a long way to go. I think... I think maybe we are now at the bottom of the barrel of the youth players that we can cap and give a go this season. We are in with a proper shot now after these two wins and it's time to cast these guys aside, bring yep. Irin Kunda back from this clown show up North, this, you know, under 16s identification camp, which yeah, by all reports, shit. he is just running amok there. Did you see any of the replays? I of have today? not seen any of it. There was a moment in the game where he picked the ball up on halfway, blitzed past four opposition players of the same age group, brought himself into the box, and then was basically rugby tackled to the ground and won a penalty. And this guy is in, in an identification camp? Like, no. We know he's a talent. We've yep. seen him do it already this season. We've seen him do what? it in the A-League. We don't need to see him doing it in some camp. What a fucking waste of time getting coached by Luke Wilkshire. Are you kidding me? Get this guy back into yeah. the squad. We have three games left to make the finals. We really could have used an Irin Kunda off the bench tonight. Yeah, definitely. It, I, when I saw this thing was happening, I was like, what the what the hell is this shit? And then I was like, oh, yeah, we could have a look. There could be some talent in this. Um, you know, talent that I don't know, though. Why do exactly. I need, Why do we need to be identifying players... With professional contracts. With professional experience that have played games and scored goals at A-League level and skinned A-League professional defenders. Like, <laughs> exactly. He's going to tear up other 15-year-olds. I can guarantee you. I can guarantee Obviously. you that will happen. Like, You don't need Luke Wilkshire to tell you, fuck me, that's grim. Oh, that is some grim shit, I swear. We've just gone well off the rails there with not swearing this week, but that just shits me to tears, that dumb yeah. stuff that we do in Australian football like that. Like the because kid's good. We know it already. He can play. We know it. At 85 minutes tonight, I was seriously thinking, okay, we because we have no Mo and we have no Irin Kunda, I thought we've got no late magic. It's not going to happen. Who are we going to bring off the bench to affect the game? To, to win it for us in the dying moments. Yeah. You know who did it, Sammy? You know who was the man? Oh, I want to I hold you off there for a second. Do it. I want to hold you off there just to finish up on MacArthur before we dive into the the brilliance that we want to get to. Uh, <laughs> we I just mentioned it earlier, but Al Hassan Toure copped, oh, a, of course. copped a fair booing when he came on against Adelaide. What do you make of this? That's so rough, man. That's got. I, I this, think so too. This transfer almost has nothing to do with him. By the way that Carlton Ross came out after the game, and you know the way that he was speaking. He always saw himself as a striker. Carl and Russ wanted him to be a backup winger. They couldn't agree with this. An offer came in, you know, and MacArthur, they must have promised him first team action, like yeah. prolonged first team action. Yeah. And I get the impression maybe they lied to him. Maybe he hasn't had he hasn't had the starts he should have had. Clubs and when he's that. come off 
when he's come off the bench, he's been great, especially recently. Yeah. Come off the bench with a goal and an assist. Uh, he shouldn't be booed. Tommy Urich, yes. Boo the fuck out of that guy. That guy's an idiot. <laughs> anti-vaxxer. An idiot. <laughs> he's a total idiot. He's an anti-vaxxer. Another James Therese type. Just bounces around from A-League club to A-League club, pledging his allegiance, doing whatever he can to get a gig, and yep. then leaves at the first sign of a better offer. He is the worst of the A-League. We need less guys like him. Yeah, no, that's fair on Tommy Urich. Uh, yeah, the Al Hassan Turin thing, it kind of upset me when I was there in the stand because I thought, like, this uh, this guy won us an FFA Cup off his own boot, really. With the He scored the goal scored a goal against City and then he set played a huge part in setting up the second one and then he like broke into tears on the field because that's how much it meant to him to be involved and be starting yeah. what what a moment uh, what what sort of place do you need to be in to boo this kid it's so it's just ridiculous and I, it almost shows a lack of empathy or care or even just like emotional attachment to the achievements that he has had with the club as well for such yeah. a young guy, for such a short period, like you said, the 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 winning goal against Sydney in the FFA Cup and just the outpouring of emotion, the tears on the field, like that's something you just can't recreate and something that should be really held up as like a testament of Adelaide United. And for him to come on and be booed is not great. Like that, <laughs> that doesn't yeah. bode well. Just some uh, good old-fashioned South Australian nuffiness, I reckon. It's just the old, oh, this guy used to play for us and he doesn't now. I'm going to remove all context and just boo the shit Let's out of this guy. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy. It's not all right. right. We can jump into all the glory of the Sydney game now. I know we've spoken in parts about it or you have, um, but there's some big moments here tonight from our boy, the King of the North. The King of the North, the good win himself, all-time the- leading scorer. All-time leading scorer of Alex and I. Did he, I believe he... He broke the record, he the first goal. The yeah. first goal broke the record. Yeah, and then yeah. um, he gets an assist as well for George Blackwood to equalize in the 89th minute and then goes on and scores a winner, which uh, we can talk about it. But what I can't believe Ryan Grant's a fucking socceroo. When you look, <laughs> at, when you look at that winning goal for Adelaide United, Ryan Grant's a socceroo. Like, oh, my God. God, why? Well, but, all three, all three of the defenders, Alex Wilkinson is also a socceroo and yeah. Ben Warland, who, you know, it's funny because prior to 85 minutes, I had a whole list of things that was contrary to a winning result. And it was going to be like Adelaide suck in this respect. And, you know, Ben Warland's an interesting character. Why would we not persist with him? Why do we give him to Sydney and how he's starting against us? Um, but in that split second where all three of them stop and watch the ball twice bounce through the box, allowing Goodwin to score. All of that dissipated because they all suck. They're all idiots. Sydney FC are not playing the finals. Corica is not going to coach the Socceroos. This capitulation just epitomizes everything that I want to happen in the A-League season. And it happened tonight and we did it. And it was fucking Craig Goodwin's night, man. Yeah, I love it. I just, all I can hope for now is that like uh, your, you know, your MacArthur, Wellington, Central Coast, they all, make the most of their games in hand and we can all, hopefully we can all band together to make sure Sydney missed the six here. That should do it because they've got ACL coming up now. So you think they'll be affected for their last uh, three games or four games or whatever they have left. So yeah, you would anticipate Wellington given their previous results, even though they got belted twice and they came out and won well. Uh, MacArthur still a good team. Central coast still a good team as well. They're 
you know, I think they won by multiple goals, didn't they? Six nil or something the other night. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so yeah, good stuff. Good, good run to the finals, <laughs> and it looks like Adelaide United now we have with Perth and Brisbane coming. If we can get six points out of those two, done. We're in, obviously. Ah, we won't. There'll be a hiccup along the way there. But. <laughs> we won't. Surely not <laughs> Perth. Perth are so dog shit that it's just they got beat by Newcastle yeah, six one or so, six nil. They're so dog shit that we just six might one. we just might not beat them. They everyone's out. Fornaroli, Keo, all of the imports they signed this season. Sturridge, you know, O'Neill, Armiento. They're they're so fucked. Perth. Are we'll so see fucked. how we go. Um, can we talk about the individual goals themselves for us? Yeah, uh, hit it. Let's roll. I haven't I haven't seen the George Blackwood one. I was only able to see the Craig Goodwin goals because of uh, a video that the A-League Facebook page posted up earlier. But shout outs. When I got home, you know, Paramount doesn't provide a service where I can just flick on the game and then just rewind it back to where I want no. to watch from. No, is, of course which not. Which is handy. Um, we're only 20 games into the season and it's not the thing yeah. every single A-League fan has been calling for from the why, get-go. Why would we have that feature? Um, so anyway, I did see the Craig Goodwin goals. Uh, we'll start with the first one and probably our two, our top two for us, I think, in Adelaide's Player of the Year combining for this one. Javi Lopez with a great ball and Goodwin tucking it away. It's beautiful. I've got, uh, I wrote down tonight, this should surely shoe in Javi Lopez for the club award. He is Adelaide United's best player this season, without a doubt. It's not even the assist in this. He best. has been an ever-present Number one. This, what was that? Best. Number one. Yeah, best. Number one. Yeah. He'll I've be the it. best player for Adelaide I've, United this I've season. Still, I've still got him second to Craig. Oh, I mean, it's a tight contest for sure, but I just I just think Javi has been more of an influence uh, in our victories, which I know is a crazy yeah. thing to say. It's a crazy thing to say, but he's been the only player that has really been an ever-present in the back four. He is consistently defensively attacking wise, you know, uh, in terms of pass completion, chance creation, this guy every week I'm, puts in. I'm sure there has been in the 24 games, but I struggle to think of any poor performances by him this year. Yeah. He's just, he's been remarkable for a guy of his age and, you know, in the, you know, the upheaval that has really gone on around him, especially in midfield as well. And he's played with all sorts of different wingers throughout the season. He's been brilliant. And the, the assist he lays on for the first goal is just impeccable. You know, to get Craig Goodwin to score a header, the ball has to be good. And it was just picture perfect. Yeah, definitely. It took me back to, remember last season, there was lots of really good link-up play between Goodwin and Lopez. Um, so great to see that click again from opposite sides of the field. It, it's more dangerous from opposite sides, I think. Yeah, potentially. I, we, you know, Goodwin, I feel like, the reason I have Goodwin as higher than Lopez for this season, not just because of goals and assists, he's also playing on that side of the park where he's got kind of Kiddo or Cavallo in support <laughs> with him. You know, he kind of carries that entire left side a lot this year. Um, so, yeah, but getting him and Harvey to link up there, again, excellent to see Lopez comfortably for me second in player of the year. I've... He's ahead of one day now for me. We were talking about this the other night, like uh, in the MacArthur game as well, I think, where he just, mm. it might have been because he he was playing with Clough and Coletti, Coletti. that one day, one day wasn't able to influence the game as much as he probably could. But I think he, yeah, for overall consistency and 
influence on the game, performance week in, week out, Javi Lopez and Craig well, Goodwin are top two. Uh, yeah, I agree. Because uh, Juan Day again tonight um, was pulled off at about 65. No, was it a little bit later? He came off at some point. I think Kiddo came under a place in midfield, funnily enough. Um, he didn't have that big impact again. And I wonder, you know, Isaias was the better pivot player because they played together uh, one another. Which, in saying that, you know, Izzy had a really good game, I thought, breaking up the play, doing the dog shit fouls, you know, making sure that opposition players weren't going to be on him. But also his forward passing this game was brilliant. There were some really great forward passes from halfway breaking beyond the, um, the the defensive four and, you know, opening up the attacking play for the for the lads tonight. He was great. But, yeah, in saying that, Goodwin, nine goals this season, six assists, all-time leading scorer, two goals, one assist tonight. You know, we, we've, we've said everything there is to say about this guy, but he is a generational talent. <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne of Adelaide, that's what he is. Well, the Gareth Bale, as a good friend of ours, posted tonight, and which I think rings a little bit true, you know. Yeah, um, I saw someone, someone wrote in the group chat. I can't in a group chat. I mean, I can't remember who, but apparently Craig Goodwin post game on the mic said that um, he he just desperately wants to win silverware with this team. No, and no. I saw lots of people tonight just saying that, just like you know, that just it just struck a chord with them, as it does when we see. Our local players are just so so happy. Like a player of his talent to want to stay in Adelaide as well. It just means a lot to us as fans. It does because it's a reflection of the philosophy that the club promised us. And so when you get a guy that actively buys in, and we saw him last week, he had his um his young child on the field in his arms before the game. Now that's the captain of the club, a guy that really does amplify everything about South Australia. Yep. And he just delivers week on week. Like the finish for the second goal, he hits it so true. Yep. And it's a clutch moment because it must run through your mind. It's like, okay, it's 2-2. It's 94 minutes and 30 seconds. I have this golden opportunity to score and take three points and solidify our spot in the top six and really give us that platform to actually yep. qualify. And he does it. He does it so true. And in, in context to uh, LaFondra in the 88th minute, Oh, not the, uh, yeah, the 88th minute or the 85th minute before Blackwood equalizes, he has a glaring opportunity to put Sydney 3 1 up. He's through one on one on goal. Um, there's like a three on two opportunity, Sydney break forward. It's really nice play down the left with Narsing and the midfielder. They drag the two central defenders. LaFondra should score every opportunity, nine out of 10, 99 out of 100, he scores. He blazes it over the bar. And Adelaide United come back and do that. And Craig Goodwin shows his composure. It's, you know, I, d- I didn't see it coming. I thought we were going to have a much different pod tonight because I was ready to tee off on oh. Adelaide because we were not good, I think. If I overall. can share with our kind listeners the, the messages that I I finished soccer training and I went Please. and I opened up uh, the group chat that I'm in with yourself. And uh, this, this is what I opened it up to. One nil down. New message. Playing like assholes. New message. Can see a wrestling incoming. New message. Nothing jubilant about this putrid shit. New message. It's 18 minutes in and we've made 35 successful passes. New message. That's legit two completed passes a minute. You were not happy on there early. 
<laughs> no, we were dog shit and we did it. We do this week on week. We do not start properly. And it just looks like we're going to get fucked up. But after that moment, we really did work into the game. It sounds, or oh, we must have, because we got away with three points against Sydney. Um, final note on Craig Goodwin there. Just Sydney FC must be fucking sick of this guy. Oh, they hate this cunt. Because they tried, they tried to sign him as well. They threw uh, huge money at him, a like couple almost times. millies, almost millies. Yeah, a couple of times coming back from overseas and they've tried to grab him and he's come back to Adelaide and he put that free kick and a, that volley outside the box against them in the FFA Cup. That's a double. <laughs> now, <laughs> the volley. And now the oh. double on his wrong foot. And then like plus the top bins free kick and then tonight another double um, to put them in real doubt of making the finals and, Hopefully, ruin Steve Corica's coaching career, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. He'll end up at MacArthur or some bullshit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, you, I just, uh, yeah, you can't quantify a talent like Craig Goodwin for a club like Adelaide United. He exceeds all expectations. He shoulders so much responsibility and just delivers time and time again. And I cannot be more proud to have a guy like this at our club. 100% nailed it. Um, I don't know about you. I'm happy to leave it there, but unless you've got anything else you wanted to wanted no, to get through. We're just we're making the finals, baby. Wait till we beat Perth, beat Brisbane, done. Doesn't even matter. Western United at home, last game of the season. Yeah. Better be a sellout. <laughs> Wait till we win all the finals as well and bring home the toilet seat. Well, this is the thing. If you want to just quickly deviate into this, if you've got a side that can get comp- comprehensively beaten throughout 85 minutes of a game, and then pour on two goals in stoppage time and win football matches. That is what happens in a final series, right? That's a cup mentality. I feel like we're primed and ready to go to win this. I have nothing further to say on that. It's because we've beaten City. Uh, have we beaten victory this season? I can't remember. I can't recall. Western United, if we beat them last game of the season, means we have. Wellington, we've obviously so long beaten. Ago. MacArthur, we've beaten. I just, I feel like if City are the favourites, we can beat City. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll take your word for it. I'm hyped, man. I'm hyped. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I'll leave it at that. Uh, good week for the Reds. Hopefully another good week incoming. Uh, still a few home games to go. I think All home games. All three home games left for us. So mm-hmm. um, get out there. One of them is... No excuse. Next Sunday, not the Easter weekend, no, but the twenty fourth, the, the Anzac Day long weekend. There's yep. a Sunday kickoff there, um, and two others. I can't recall what times and days they are, but we'll be there. Get there's around. There's a. It. I'll tell you. There's a Saturday against Brisbane, and then there's another Sunday against Western United to come. Beautiful. There it is. See you there. Hopefully. Bye.